Hello, everybody. This is Andrew Gillum. I know it's been a while since we've had an opportunity to connect, um, but as many of you know, I decided to take some time away to work on myself, uh, deal with some issues that I was having. Uh, I went away to rehab to focus on my issues with alcoholism, having grown up uh, in a household where my father battled addiction to alcohol and later died. What up, what up, what up, what up? This is Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-hosts, Rozzy and Buff. Fellas, tell them what's on your mind. Well, I'll I'll start with uh, this episode of As the Scholarship Turns. Oh, no. So, uh, y'all know I've been having all kinds of problems uh, setting up this Jenica scholarship and finally signed the memorandum of agreement. And so... You know, they put the scholarship up on the website. We were good to go. People could donate, but they didn't do that until I actually told them what the final uh, uh, agreement on what the terms would be for the scholarship. So I agreed to it. They put it up on the website, but then they had to send the memorandum of agreement around to like the board of trustees. Like everybody had to sign the memorandum. Right. So and they want wet signatures. So they had to mail it to one person, get it back, mail it to the next person. So it took almost two months to do that. So I finally get it with all the signatures on it. I sign it. We're good. Send that back. Come to find out, I sent my check to fund the scholarship from my bank. My bank put from my personal account, but they put SWAT Enterprises LLC on the check. Shout out to SWAT Enterprises. Great job. So UA sends me my receipt made out to SWAT Enterprises LLC. And if anybody knows, that's a pretty big check that I sent. And I can't deduct that on my taxes now because it's made out to SWAT Enterprises LLC. So I have to go back and request a refund from UA for SWAT Enterprises, get the check back, put it back in my account, and then write them another check. I'm going to handwrite it this time because obviously my bank can't be trusted to send a check with my name on it. What um, bank is this, Razzy? I'm not going to talk about <laughs> bad about my, my employer, but... But you're currently, you, you, you there now, bro. You already are. You already there. You, don't just, Nick Cannon now, bro. Just don't say their name, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I ain't, ain't going to call them out, but... Um, so I have to, I, and so I'm like, okay, I request the refund. Then UA comes back and says, okay, well, to get a refund, since it's a company, you have to be set up as a vendor and our vendor management uh, department will be reaching out to you. So you can be set up as a vendor to get the refund. I'm like, oh my God, how hard is it to give UA money? I, I'm it's, it's difficult guys. Again, like I said before, if uh, this wasn't Jenica's wishes, I would have given this money to an HBCU, but I'm going to rock with it. I'm going to roll through it, but I'll let you guys know how all this works out. And when, once we actually f- be able to fund it, um, I guess technically it's funded now uh, and then it'll get unfunded and then get funded again. So <laughs> but, in the meantime, while that gets sorted out, the people that are like currently donating right now, 
where does that money still go towards it or is it like being held up somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. The scholarship set up, okay. it's good. And we can, and, and so how endowing a scholarship works and I'll just kind of put this out to everybody. If anybody wants to do that is you sign a memorandum saying, I'm going to give you at least $25,000 to the school to endow a scholarship. And you have up to five years to actually give the 25,000. You can go fundraise, do whatever. Um, in those five years. So yes, that's why they set it up on the website so that they can kind of start collecting funds. So anything that you guys give is still going to UA, it's still getting associated with the uh, scholarship. Uh, it just won't hit the 25,000 until, well, it's hit it now um, because I sent the check, but when I request it back, it'll go under. And then when I send the new check, it'll go back over the 25. So I'll, it'll get worked out and they'll still be able to fund for the 2021 school year is when they'll actually um, award the first scholarship. So it'll, it'll work out. It's just going to be either a month, month and a half before, by the time I work it all out again. So there's a, another year before somebody actually receives funds from it. it. Yeah, because it has to, what happens is um, they use the interest that is collected off of it to fund the scholarship. Uh, or to give the scholarship so they don't so that they don't pick off the scholarship that's the difference in an endowed scholarship versus like a, a, a you just saying i want to do a scholarship for a thousand dollars and you write a check every year the endowed scholarship they know that it's going to go for perpetuity so this scholarship will never go away uh and it's going to be five eight hundred to a thousand dollars per uh person for um you know their entire college career uh and it'll be in perpetuity they're going to award it every year to somebody. That's dope. So can we still donate? Cause I've tried multiple times and it, I've gotten to like step two and it gets to try to get to payments. And it's like, nah, you can't, it just freezes and I get stuck in a loop. And did so I man- probably try to manually enter it or click the drop down box. Let it prefill. Um, I, I think I had search for Jenica. Like, you know, I'll type down J-E-N-N and then it'll pull it up and then I'll click on the drop down. So that's a no-no? No, that should be fine. Um, when you start filling in your name and stuff like that, does your does your computer pre-fill all the information in there? Do you let it pre-fill or do you type in all your stuff? Y'all asking a lot of uh, questions. I don't remember all that. <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, that's a glitch that somebody said in uh, in that thread. They were saying if you let your computer pre-fill the, all the stuff, it won't go. You have to actually uh-huh. type it in each one of them. Is, yeah. is that something you can highlight them about too as well? Like a lot of people are having issues with just trying to donate, man. Yeah. Like if I, if I wasn't your boy and I was trying to like give you money or get money and it's like, well, they just don't want to take my money. I'll go on to the next one. Like you're going to get it, you know, but it's just like for the average person who's not committed to, or just making that one time, like, you know what, let me go drop $50 or a hundred dollars here. And once that moment passes. Yeah, they're not going to they're they're not going to work hard to do it. Yeah. And yeah, um, I, I I will. I'm I'm going to let them know that, you know, a bunch of people have problems trying to donate on the site. Yeah, but uh, that's cool, man. I, that That's really dope, man, that you can do something like that and something that will carry on her memory even when none of us are here. So that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, And on a higher on a nicer note, I guess um, I was really excited about the no limit Spotify list. So that was a cool playlist. Um, I had about three hours of just sitting listening to no limit, man. It was great. So if you guys haven't heard it, go in Spotify, look up three brothers, no sense. 
Uh, we have a no limit playlist on there and it is awesome. Yeah. Um, and the thing about it is there was a, there's a lot of songs on there. I probably like like 90 to 95%. of There's some things I'm on there. I was just like, you know, I just never really got into this song, but it definitely was uh, a throwback uh, blast from the past, man. And I kind of miss, I was hate. I missed the 2019 no limit reunion tour after mm-hmm. watching this documentary and listening to those songs. So, so I got a couple of things. Uh, one, just got back from Vegas and uh, we were celebrating my wife's upcoming 40th uh, birthday. We went a little early because when I first planned it at the time, I thought I was going to be working these conventions. But, you know, as with everything, COVID hit us, but had a good time out there. Uh, appreciate you joining us, Rizy. Thanks for looking out for us, too, Ferg, on what you did. Uh, so just want to put that out there. Uh, also, Ani, a.k.a. Uh, Kristen Bracy, you uh, asked us why we didn't say anything about WAP or WAP or however they <laughs> perform. Uh, and if you notice, I didn't say nothing in that text thread because I didn't know what the hell you were talking about. I just learned <laughs> because I had been ignoring. I kept seeing WAP and I knew it was a song. I just... I kept ignoring it, scrolling past it. What is that song, Byron? I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm. <laughs> well, I still haven't that... heard the song, but it, the acronym is for wet ass. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to say it, but there it is. So, <laughs> um, and you wanted to know what we had to say about it. I, I still haven't heard the song, so I don't know what to say about it, but I will say this. I think sometimes we, we clutch our pearls a little too soon. And I think every generation has done it. If you go all the way back to Ray Charles and even before that, the older generation always has a problem with the younger younger generation's music. And, you know, I got some people saying, you know, I just don't remember music being this raunchy like Two Live Crew and it didn't exist. You know, like like Dr. Dre didn't have a, a skit on the chronic with with uh it was called a doctor's office. That's all I'll say about that. Mm-hmm, like was, mm-hmm. Or like he didn't have a song where the ending chorus was about sucking the dick by Michelle A, I believe it was. So, you know, just ain't about lick on the and suck the dick. So let's not clutch our pearls because two women are singing a song about their can, pussy. Can I add Juicy J, though? That was <laughs> still one of my... <laughs> and and we also... We seem to have a big issue with it when women... There it rap is. And sing about what? their sexuality versus men talk about their every rap album. But we seem to get upset about the women. So that's all I got to say on it. I, but even with that, though, Little Kim. Yep. Yeah, we, we can't act like Little Kim didn't sell sexuality. Like that was her whole shtick. So, yeah. you know, Trina, same mm, way. Kaya, like, like, all you got, of them. She thought Salt and Pepper was talking about benching. I mean, mm. pushing real good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Been there, man. You know, Adina Howard, who kind of was just took that. That was that was her stick. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. was that's that's what she did. Like you know, um, I don't know, man. T-shirt in my panties. Which also, Joya lick. Yeah, that, that which also <laughs> you know, like you know what new playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the reason I didn't have anything to say about it because I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess I don't know if, if Ani wanted us to come to the rescue and 
reprimand people for, you know, judging. But it was kind of like at this point, I realized people are going to judge on everything. Mm-hmm. So but I had no problems with it. I listened to the I listened to part of the song and watched part of the video. Nothing, nothing new. Actually, I was hoping the song would ride harder than it did. You know, Cardi B does come with some hits and have Megan Megan on there. That's Byron's <laughs> number one artist of the year. Apparently, she's your hall pass, she's isn't goat, she? Right? No, she's not my hall pass. <laughs> God damn it! But uh, <laughs> you know, like Who I was like, <laughs> I was hoping they were gonna come harder than that. So hopefully, if they do a remix, they can get those two throw in Nikki and some other people on there and just take it and make it a, a club banger. You know, so. Yeah, well, that'll be a hot remix. Yeah, it will so, be. I, I just I just heard it this morning. So I'm in that same boat. Like I, I wasn't checking for it. it. It wasn't a big song that I'm like, oh, I gotta run out and listen to it. And when I listened to it, I was like, okay. It, I mean, it it's it's a it's a good song for one younger kids. Like Haley's like, that's my bop. I was like, okay, I guess. Um, (laughs) You know, but it's one of those things that it doesn't go that hard to me. I I think I I like other songs, even if it's a raunchy song, I like other songs better than that one. Well, uh, for me, uh, let me start off by saying this. So on our last episode, I made it and I kind of brought it up again earlier today, a comment about Nick Cannon. That was my question. I brought him up as a as an example to my question. So let me clarify. In no way am I agreeing with what Nick Cannon said. You know, what I was doing was saying, hey, so often when people make these random comments that once again is they feel is their truth, that they especially in our culture will apologize so quickly. And if you look at like the far far right and some of the things they're saying it's like these people are they're doing everything and anything and they have they they have they give zero f- you know but maybe it's because they have nothing to lose but you know our president I haven't heard him apologize yet he says any and everything and may be elected to a second term and so it really doesn't care who he offends and stuff like that. So that was my whole point. Not the saying, hey, Nick Cannon has a point. I'm following him, you know, and his hotep, you know, uh, black Israelite tour that he's going on. Like, I'm not agreeing with all this stuff. I'm just saying, hey, it's sad that we're always apologizing. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really benefit us. And my second thing is. You know, I'm going to let that be because uh, I don't know. You know what? Because I know Byron's question isn't about that. So. We'll go real quick. How do you feel about the new uh, VP nomination, fellas? You mentioned hotels and I was just about to say they've been very busy since that peak, yep. bro. <laughs> yeah. Listen, um, I'm a little exhausted. And the reason I'm exhausted is because. Kamala was something that someone I had my eye on for like two years ago, even before she decided to officially run. And Kamala, Kamala Tucker Carson. 
I said Kamala. I said Kamala. <laughs> you said Kamala. You said Kamala, Kamala, Kamala oh, like the Kamala, wrestler. My bad. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, but did y'all see that when Tucker Carlson, Carlson just got like super pissed when somebody tried to correct him? <laughs> my bad. He was so mad. So, and I and I had I had been hearing like, y'all making me miss boxing. I had been hearing, you know, <laughs> she locked people up. Like that's that's the number one thing I heard. She locked people up. And if that's your thing, okay, fine. You you don't like people that lock people up, but they were also singing the praises of Joe. I want uncle Joe. I'm like, Joe wrote and helped pass the crime bill. Crime bill. So how can that you, she was executed. Yeah, so how can you support <laughs> him? So that, that just is what exhausts me that it just seems like, and you know, I don't want to include everyone, but it just seems like maybe it's just what I've been seeing a lot, but it just seems like black men cannot wait to criticize a woman of color sometimes. And don't get me wrong, I've seen all races, women do it too, but I just wish, you know, we would just kind of be a little more constructive with the criticism of uh, things like this and people and people like her. And, you know, if you disagree with her, that's fine, but it can't just be she locked people up when you're supporting Joe Biden or you love Bill Clinton because he played a saxophone like it can't be that man. I, I agree I, I think what pisses me off about it is the hypocrisy of it all she locked people up because she was a prosecutor that was her job and so you can't say black people we need to get involved black people we need to get in these positions of power and everything and then expect her to get in the position and not lock a black person up like some black people need to go to job like or, or go to jail like we said about a girl that went to um to juvie I needed to go to juvie so my thing is kamala what she was able to do is go in and actually give our people a fairer shake she was actually being able to set policies to say what is disproportionately affecting us? Let's not do that. Let's. I'm going to hold people accountable for that. Yes, she she protected police officers and and supported them uh, unless there was some very very clear evidence that there was wrongdoing and everything. But you got to understand one thing is when she was a DA and attorney general, camera phones weren't out like that. Nobody was wearing you know body cams and stuff like that when she was in those positions. So. You know, she was on the forefront of trying to hold these folks accountable. It's just that she was pushing back and she had to play the political game, too. Y'all do it. We talked about code switching. We talked about going in the office. And sometimes you got to you got to maneuver. If she had been in there and she had to put on her hotel hat, she never would have became attorney general. She never would have been able to be the D.A. She never would have been able to get elected. So she has to actually do things and maneuver to be able to say, OK, how am I going to do this? Still hold our myself accountable to what I know and and make sure that my community is safe, but at the same time, do my job. And 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 it's hard. It, it's it's difficult and it's a line you gotta walk. So and and I'm not saying she was she was perfect. I'm not saying that she she didn't make mistakes in it and she had to feel her way through it. But what I'm saying is she did her job. She did it the best that she knew with the, the information and where she was in her career. And that was 15 years ago, something like that, 10, 15 years ago. I mean, look at yourself 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and your thought processes versus now. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's you grow. So 
I mean, I, I'm they they can just miss me with it, man. I posted um a video of when she was the DA talking about how black people want policing. We want to be safe. Like we we talked about it when we were talking about defunding the police and stuff. We want to be safe. I want to be able to call the police. I just want them to respect me. I don't want to have to be afraid when they show up. And those are the things that I think she was trying to push for. And that's the reform that she was trying to do, even as the DA and as the attorney general. Man, we had a whole question without a question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and my thing is, I just wanted to get on this because I think it's very important. And I, I, it, we would be remiss if we didn't have, have this conversation and let you know our stance. And so um, she's not perfect. Nobody is. But she did her job. She did it well enough to be on the platform a few months ago, on the stage a few months ago, running for the president of the United States of America. That didn't pan out. But she did her job well enough to now be the vice president nominee with somebody that she debated with just a few months ago. My thing is, love her, like her, or leave her, at the end of the day, every fiber of my being believes she's better than the choice we have now. And I think that's what it comes down to because I think people don't see the bigger picture. It's bigger than I don't like Biden. I don't like Kamala. It's, it's the fact that we have a lot of things, you know, that could happen. For one, I said, I'll tell people my biggest concern about Trump being reelected is I don't know if he can navigate us through this pandemic. You know, he can't. <laughs> well, true. So my thing about it is like, if there's no change, where are we a year from now? Where are yeah. we two years from now? I want to say there was a, I was looking at something where New Zealand, they're looking like nothing's, they're back to normal because they took a stance, I think for like eight to 10 weeks, did things right. And now people walk around, no mask, everything's good, good to go because of leadership. Something as simple as that. Well, my daughter, when will my daughter go back to school? When will our kids get back to normal? When will our lives back to normal? You know, there's corruption in politics. I feel like there's never been a perfect candidate, but I've never felt as adamant as I do about the corruption that's in the White House now. And I think, and then you look at how many, you know, if any seats come up, anything like that happens, you know who's going to appoint them? The, the sitting president. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that you have to look at, like all the seats that become going to become vacant because we got some old people in that. Uh, some old justices right now. Ruth Bader Ginsburg in and out the hospital as we speak, man. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. on her last leg and she yeah. knows what she's doing. And that's, she holding on for dear life. Yeah. And that's, and that's <laughs> all November. we can, that's all we can hope for. So like yeah. thing about it is like, they don't, people don't see that. They want to talk about some shit somebody did 15 years ago. Most of us cannot be judged on what we did five, five years ago, 10 years ago. Like if people held themselves to the same standard they did, Kamala, I said it, I said the other day, I probably wouldn't be married to my wife and I probably wouldn't have the same job I have now because of stuff I did five, 10, 15 years ago. So get over it, people. You know what I said? That was our PSA, you know, so we're about to raise some money. Kamala doing it. Now it's time for three brothers to do it. So let's pay some bills. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> nice. Where's uh, Sophie's here? No, they, they, nah. the kids ain't there. <laughs> Why, you, don't tr- <laughs> you don't trust Ravi? <laughs> I thought I held it in. Joke bag. I thought I held it in. See what I got. <laughs> All right, people, we're back. And um, we got a special thing going for you. In Sophie's absence, Rizzy's going to tell us a joke. So Rizzy's about to dig in his bag old jokes and bring us one. I have faith in you today, sir. I'm trying to be positive. All right. All right. Drum roll, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, why should you always knock on the fridge before you open it? Uh, just in case there's a salad dressing. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if that was bad or good. I'm just, I'm just... You know what? You know what? His timing yeah. was good, though. Like, yeah, he, he let the joke sit, and then he came with the punchline. So, I, I, I give you I give you a C-plus on that one, Ross. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, that, I'll get, you passed. Yeah. He, okay, yeah. all right. Gotta give me the next yeah. week. That's all I need. Yeah. That's all See, I need. At Phillips, that, that would have that would have passed you. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah. the <laughs> So, you would have been good. You would have been on academic probation, but you would have passed. <laughs> Oh man! Wow, we miss we'll you, change- Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna change it up a little bit. Uh, we're gonna start with Buff today. Buff, give us a question for us. What's on your mind, sir? Okay, so well, first off, I want to blame my uh, my mispronunciation of Senator Harris on this apple pie moonshine that I'm sipping right now. It looks sweet, but it's still pretty good. But check it out. It's a two part question, and it's from one of our uh, listeners, Miss Shanti Young. And she asked us a couple of weeks ago and I told her we were working in the show. So here we go. So the first part, um, former mayor, Andrew Gillum, he uh, came out a few weeks ago, about a month ago. Now he came out and I don't want to say he apologized, but he kind of addressed some of the issues he's been going through. So I wanted to get you guys. She wanted to know what we thought about his apology statement. If you saw it or heard it, if you haven't, I can summarize it for you. And part two of her question, Governor DeSantis, who I think has been probably the most incompetent governor in the country. Maybe Kemp is giving him a run for it, but I think he's probably been like it's bad when Alabama's governor is is more competent than you right now. So. Well, she's a woman, so, right. you know, that, that gives her like a, a head start right, right there. Right. But he he's made it to where um, ex-felons, because they, they, uh, he's trying to block them from being able to vote. And what he's throwing in there is what some civil rights attorneys are, are equating to a poll tax of the past to where they still have to pay money on whatever their convic- convictions were related to. Now, she admitted that uh, an attorney may be able to break this down better than we can. But those are the two parts, the Andrew Gillum um, apology statement. And what do you guys think about what Governor DeSantis is doing with the ex-felons down there? Can you recap Andrew Gillum's apology so our listeners know what we're talking about before we start? Okay, so 
even before the apology, if you if you don't remember, Gillum, Mayor Tallahassee, ran for governor of Florida, narrowly lost. Um, I think a few months ago, he was found in a Miami hotel with, I think, about two or three other men. They were half-dressed, passed out. I want to say they found drugs and alcohol in the room and stuff like that. So... He claimed that it was he he had uh, been battling alcoholism, so he checked himself in, and so now he's resurfaced. And his apology statement basically said, you know, he's dealt with alcohol all his life. His father dealt with it. He saw what it did with his dad, and he got real depressed when he lost the governor race. He fell into depression, and he tried to combat it by staying busy, you know, uh, going on different uh, talk shows and things like that, traveling. But it, it caught up with him, and it uh, he wound up having that incident that he had in Miami. And he goes from there and just starts trying to be inspirational, telling people, you know, if you're facing any type of depression, seek help. It's okay. You don't have to be tough and try to deal with it on your own. Uh, so that's kind of – it was an 11-minute uh, apology statement, but that's kind of like the gist. He added some word salads in there, like, you know, uh, nobody's perfect and – all this good stuff, but that's pretty much the gist of it. I'll tell you, um, I I empathize and and see exactly where he's coming from on his apology. Uh, avoidance is real, depression's real, alcoholism's real, uh, and and when you put all that together, it, it happens. I mean, I'm 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 still trying to get through my loss of Jenica and, and that depression is real. I talk a lot about being the zombie uh, and, and not, not feeling anything and, and just, just avoiding. And so that's why I went back to work so fast. And I just needed eight hours that I could think about something other than her, you know, and, and along with that, I, I, purposely don't drink so that I don't go down that spiral because I know I can do it or I know it can happen. If you guys remember, I, I talked like, Jenica saved my life and not from a uh, like I was going to like kill myself type thing. It wasn't that I was suicidal. It was that when I got back, this same feeling of just being a zombie, of not feeling, of not caring is what I was feeling. And Jenica helped me feel again because I I saw myself not going back to work like I, I could have seen. After that three months of me coming back from war, me decided not to go back to the bank and ending up like some homeless veteran, like so many homeless veterans become. And that's a lot of times what happens with PTSD is that they just don't care anymore. They don't care and they don't see themselves in life. And so I can see exactly where he's coming from and I can see what he was feeling. Uh, and I, I think it was an honest explanation of what happened. Uh, and I, I, could, I could see exactly uh, what happened playing out. So I'm 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 there for him, Andrew. I, I understand. I empathize with you, dude. So hopefully, you know, you, you've gotten out of rehab and life is better and you can move on and move forward. Uh as far as DeSantis and his poll tax is exactly what it is. Yes. Is it's a poll tax. Uh and trying it, it's voter suppression. That's really what it is. I mean, Republicans win when voter turnout is low. It's proven. They know it. 
They that's why they do so much voter suppression. That's why y'all president is trying to not fund the post office so that we can't do mail in voting. That's why they're fighting uh universal mail in votes or universal absentee votes. Um, because they know that the more people that vote, the more likely they are to lose. So that's all he's doing. He's trying to fight it and 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 hold back. Because my thing is I definitely support anybody who pays their due to society. If you say, Hey, you did something wrong. I rehabilitated you and you went to prison for however long when you get out, when you're released, I feel like you should get your, um, your, your right to vote back because your, your voice still counts. You're still a citizen of the United States. You still need services. You still need to be able to elect your, um, the people that are representing you. So I don't understand how you can pull somebody's, you know, right to vote away just because they made a mistake or they did something wrong. Even if it wasn't a mistake, if you said that their debt to society was eight years, 10 years, 30 years, and they did it, they've paid their debt to society. They should actually be able to come back in. And that goes back to what Kamala was saying about recidivism and being able to reintegrate back into society and things like that. If you treat them like a pariah, if you treat them like an other, when they come back out, they got to go back to the street. They got to go back and do what they did because they can't get a job. They can't get reintegrated. They can't get back uh, feeling like they're a part of society again. So that's, that's my two cents. Do you mind if I go next since you do know him personally? And I think I have maybe like one semi-critical thing to say. And, um, and I don't want to even be a coward and say, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think sometimes when people say, I want to play devil's advocate. They're just saying that without, because they don't want to put it on them. This is what, this is my opinion. So I'm not even playing devil's advocate. So just to start off with, first off, I thought the apology statement was good overall because he said some good things. And a lot of what Razio said, like I think can be helpful to others because I think that is important. You should not try to fight depression on your own. It's important to recognize it and try and get help and be able to admit it. It's look, we, we in 2020, man, it's no longer like, man, you need to man up now later for that dog. Like, Depression is real. People are out here killing themselves over it. So that was great what he said. And I think if he was truly battling alcoholism and everything like that, that in a way it may be good that he did lose this race. Because imagine him in the governor's office and, and you know, he's hiding it, he's hiding it. And then something worse than what happened in Miami occurs. And he could be dealing with not just a scandal, but who knows, maybe some some jail time or whatever like that, depending on what he would have done. So it could be some a silver lining that he didn't win. And I'm just I'm I'm glad that he came out and just addressed addressed the world because I think I said maybe an episode or two ago. I mean, the way DeSantis is running the state, <laughs> they need to have a a, a do over <laughs> and, and let Gillum in that thing, man, because they they need some leadership. But my only criticism is. I still, and this is why I wanted you to go last because you make and correct me or clear it up. But the overall story to me doesn't add up. And I feel like I need to put that out there because not all the listeners know him personally. And they may be thinking the same thing that I'm thinking, that if you look at the totality of his story, it didn't seem to add up. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but from when I last read, there was no wedding down there that he attended and, you know, usually when you go to a wedding, you go with your spouse or whatever like that. So maybe you can clear that up. But that's the only criticism I put out there. And I hope 
that it was just the alcoholism and that he's not trying to hide something else, like put it all out there because we are in a forgiving mood to where if you're dealing with something that is difficult for you to uh, deal with, that you can put it out there and and you will be forgiven if you if you're sincere about it. So that's all I got on it, man. Oh, and the DeSantis thing. I'm sorry. The DeSantis thing. I don't need to go too long on that. Razio said it. You know, it, it's a poll tax. And we, we know what the Republicans are doing. And what Razio said about the president and the whole post office, that's not a liberal talking point. He literally said that. He literally said, I don't want to give the post office money because I don't want mail-in ballots. Point blank, period. So they are trying to suppress. So every time someone says, you know, voting doesn't matter or it doesn't count, millionaires and billionaires and powerful people are not going to waste their time on something that's meaningless. Okay. They put too much energy, money, and effort into keeping people like you, me, and Rozzy from voting. So it matters. Get out there and vote. And it's definitely a poll tax on what he's doing. Well, I agree. You know, so for me, it's like this. What the hell did y'all want that man to do? So take it away from him. Just make it anybody. You were talking about the details don't add up. Sometimes they just don't don't add up. You know, like, you know, if you got caught doing something wrong, you're going to say as as much or as little as you have to to get past that. The real thing is the rationale, the reason behind it. It's, you know, well, there was was there a wedding? Why was he there with these guys? All this stuff. You know, I'm not saying it's irrelevant, but it's like, who does he owe that res- that, that response? He was trying to party. Yeah, who does he? Period. Okay, who does well he then owe? don't don't throw in you was there for a wedding. Like but don't he add, said he don't add lies to it. But he didn't add that at the during the apology anymore. That didn't come up during the apology. Well, he didn't that really was, address that at all. That's what I'm saying. Think about it. Hey, why'd you come home at four o'clock in the morning? Uh, you know, Rise the car broke down. Yada yada. Like you don't say what you need to say. And I don't know if it's right or wrong, whatever the case. I'm like, he said that he got caught because he was backed into a corner. Now, when you're trying to deal with it, you don't come back like, well, you really, you know, I was out there with, you know, that it's like, hey, I have an issue. Alcoholism and depression. So we talk about this all the time. We talk about the mental health with mental health. And then we talk about mental health in a black community. Then we talk about mental health when it comes to black men and the average black men man has a problem admitting his faults. At this time, he probably was one of the top 10, top 20 non-athletic, you know, non-athlete, non-entertainer known black men in America. Yeah. So my thing is like, if it's hard for us to admit or deal with, you know, things that happen in our life, he's on camera 24-7 dealing with depression, losing to DeSantis, you just lost an idiot, and you have the president of the United States talking <laughs> about you. Like that's a lot of. This, it's not like you know, like you somebody took your lady. It's like you know, damn, you know, da 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 took my lady. It's like the country saw you lose. The country saw you get robbed. There's half the country talking about you because they but they buy into the BS that the leader of the free world is spewing about you. That's a lot of freaking pressure. It's a lot of freaking pressure just to be in politics on a a local level, you know? And so my thing is with 
losing that election, dealing with Trump, dealing with DeSantis, still dealing with all that stuff, throwing it in your face, and you already have a problem with alcoholism. You have a problem with depression. You know, people spiral out of control for a lot less. He might not tell us all the details. And for one, I'm a firm believer, like, why? Because people are going to believe what they believe anyway. Like, we show you pictures of people getting killed by police officers, but you still believe that this man deserved to die. I'm, I feel sorry for him because I feel like his political career could have been very bright. He's a, he's a brilliant young man, not that much older than us, maybe a year, two years tops. It had, had and hopefully still has a lot of potential, and I hope this is a mar him. Even when you were saying maybe it was lucky he didn't get elected, the thing about it is we have so many politicians that get caught up in scandals all the time, and that doesn't phase them. That doesn't mar their political career. You know, we still have the Clarence Thomas, and, you know, like, we got mayor, like, we have crack addicts. We have people who are convicted, you know, accused of molestation, all this stuff. And it's still, you know, they still they still ever get over it. I don't really, you know, I think it was his speech. Once again, he's brilliant. I think he probably his publicist told him what to how to say it, what need to be addressed. And he's moving on. And when it comes to DeSantis in that poll tax, it is exactly what you guys said. It's a freaking poll tax. And the biggest thing is if we're telling people to go to jail or go to prison and we're trying to rehabilitate, reform them and get them back into the real world, but we won't let them be part of the real world. You know, you got to you got to put all your information on your job set. You can't get a good job. You can't vote for any bills that favor you because that's the biggest thing. It's like it's not the fact that they can't just vote. It's like you can't vote for anything that helps you get forward like they there's no candidate that really has to put anything that truly affects felons on their platform because Mm -hmm. why would i why would i address you if you have you don't benefit me Mm -hmm. like it's 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 it sucks for them and you've served eight ten fifteen years you're moving on with your life or trying to move on with your life but every segment of the world reminds you that you you're not you're not really an American citizen. Like you have half the rights. And mm-hmm. so it, it it it's stupid. I feel like it's unconstitutional, you know, but at the end of the day, I, who am I, you know? So so my only pushback to you is the reason why it matters that it doesn't add up is because if because he does still have a political future, in my opinion, he can come back from this. But if it's more to it than what he revealed and then it comes up later, then it ruins him. Governor Patterson, who was the lieutenant governor to Governor Spitzer, when Spitzer had his scandal and had to resign and he took over, they found out dirt about him. And you know, what he did. He admitted to that dirt and owned up to other dirt. Yeah, I snorted cocaine more than once. You know what I'm saying? He came out with it all. Uh, former Mayor Marion Barry, the late Marion Barry. You know, his political political career wasn't over after he got caught with a hooker and, and crack. So he can come back forward. The reason, I don't want people to think I'm just recklessly speculating that it doesn't add up. I'm saying that 
whatever was going on, that was the opportunity to get it all out. If there was something more. Now, if there was nothing more, then I stand corrected and we move on. But if there's something more and it comes out later, then your political career can be over with. Understood. I can I can see that. I can see that. Yep. Um, you want to go right. next or you want me to go, Razzy? I'll go. I'll okay. go. Um, because I I switched my question actually because you brought up Cardi. I can't, I can't remember who brought up uh, Cardi and Megan, but Me. <laughs> I, well, I saw something on Facebook about it, and they were saying that Megan and Cardi and. Uh, I guess all these hot girls that are out right now, who is it? Uh, Sweetie Pie, uh, Saweetie. What is her name? Saweetie. She does the tap in song. I actually like that song. Uh, You know, tap, tap, tap. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. So um, her city girls, all them. So do they teach our kids to be thoughts? Is the question. (laughs) For why you made a face with him talking about They're all the same people to me. <laughs> all the same person. All the same people. Um, you know, uh, no. Well, that's how the music. <laughs> that, that, that's how the music industry does, though. When somebody comes out and they're hot, they they do the little knockoff versions of that that person, right? So when Nikki came out and she was selling sex and she was the new little Kim, they had to find the next one. So then Cardi came out and they're like, oh, this is this is good. Cardi brought City Girls in. And so that's when Megan was able to like like bump her um like shine up a little bit because now it's catching on. So now you truthfully, you probably have more female artists that are dropping bangers than male artists right now. With what I can't remember her name. So weedy, I think is how it's pronounced or whatever. Her city girls, Megan, Cardi, Nikki still dropping things. Uh, there's a couple other like smaller ones out there doing stuff. I mean, there's a lot of chicks out there that are dropping songs that are uh, that are blazing on the charts. So, are they teaching kids to be thoughts? Is your question? Yes, yes, because you know, hot girl summer, all that. Everybody's talking about that same thing now. Go ahead, Fern. I'll, I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, more power to you, ladies. Keep doing what you do because it's you're not isn't your duty is not to be a role model. So you know, I don't think they're great influences by any means, but I'll never knock anybody for their hustle and what they bring to the game and getting theirs. Um, we have athletes, we have entertainers, and you look at rappers for decades have not been great role models. And the same could be said about them teaching dudes how to be thugs or whatever the case may be. What I will say is I think they're part of a culture that has normalized this, I guess, in your terms, thought culture. You know, I think it's you mix in. You mix in the music, you mix in the TV where you have real housewives of insert reality show, you know, like to me, they're all that's what the expectation is for a lot of our young women. That is, and part of it is because that's what men are attracted to now. So it's not all on them. It's just like, that's what we expect. Like, why would I want the the girl next door when I can have, you know, somebody that with that WAP? Is it WAP or WAP or what is it? Wop, I, WAP, WAP, WAP. WAP. I don't know. Okay. You know, so it's 
I mean, hopefully the girl next door has WAP too. I'm just saying. Oh, saying. oh man, <laughs> what's wrong with a dog? <laughs> but that, but that girl next door persona is not what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? It's not who. That's not who's turning heads in the club. That's not who's. You know, you're pursuing, especially at a young age. We never did. We married. We married a girl next door, but we always wanted the chick that was but, a little loose but, uh, and, uh, and dressing uh, all scantily and everything not, at the club. Not, not that. Not. I don't think it's the same way. And I, you got to think. I kind of always liked the girl next door, though. Like, if you mm. like, I kind of always. That's that's always what I've been attracted to. You know, we go back and look at the shows we were talking about, like the Topangas and all that stuff, and the, you know, the freaking. Ashley from the Fresh, the Ashley from Fresh Prince, like those were the type of chicks I was attracted to. I just liked the girl next door, and so maybe I'm a little biased, but I think it's a part of the culture. You know, it's I think it's you look at that the the reality TV, the music, you know how easy it is for girls to get attention with Instagram and all that stuff. That is what they have a lot feel they need to do or have to do to get the attention and it's not even the young people anymore it's you know it's still the older generation so i don't think they're 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 the they're the problem you know because it's not their their job to set the great example but i think they're just part of this great concoction that's just kind of I don't know. I, I'm nervous because I have a five-year-old daughter and I try to make sure she's not, she doesn't listen to any of that music or anything like that. Or I try to keep her away from those things and try to instill more positive views of what a a woman should be and or my opinion of what a strong woman looks like, you know, because I, I can't say what a woman should be. Um, even though I think we all kind of have our biases of what we like. Yeah, are, are are they attractive and stuff like that? Yeah, like you were saying, but at the end of the day, that's not who we're trying to marry. So, I'm sorry, ladies, come at me Monday. I'm pretty sure I'll get told off or whatever the case may be. <laughs> you, you sound exhausted like you know it's coming. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. <laughs> well, the good thing is, like, I'm not going to disappoint anybody because I'm definitely not anybody's favorite anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, that's still rising. Um they they may not be teaching, but they're definitely help, helping spread the word. I've always been on the stance that rap comes a step after. Like, nobody has ever rapped about something that has never happened. So, like, when Gangsta Rap came along, they mm-hmm. rapped about what they saw. Um, Ferg mentioned Instagram and all the social media and how easy it is to put yourself out there and get all these likes. You know, the music is reflecting that type of stuff to how, you know, you find a man and go get you a bag and, you know, get, get the Christian Louboutins and, and whatever else. So, like I said, they may not be teaching it. A lot of the, the youth may already know about it, but they're helping spread the word and they're making it more popular than ever. But, you know, I love that take, bro, because because <laughs> just like when, when Gangsta Rap really first came out, they're just saying, we're talking about what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. If it if it wasn't popular, it wouldn't be selling. Right, and 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 just to sound like an old man, this is where parenting come in. I think both of you guys kind of alluded to it. It's not their job to be responsible and raise your kids because technically, 
their music is supposed to be for a mature audience. Now, we know that isn't the case. You know, a lot of us knew about Two Live Crew when we were 10 or whatever. So it's not always for mature audiences, but it's supposed to be. And, you know, it it really comes down to parenting because music is not going to make you be something you're not. But if you're in the wrong or right environment, however you want to view it, with the right amount of influence, it can encourage you to be the things that they're talking about. So it's it's just a whole lot of different things, man. I don't want to put it all on rap, but I can't let it be completely blameless because it definitely helps spread the word. It helps popularize it and it makes it the it thing to do. And people pick up on it and they mimic that behavior. I'm, I'm going to probably say something. Yeah, you know, I like to put my foot in my mouth. But um, my question is, what's the issue with their what they're selling? The, the, what we're calling a thought, but they're technically just talking about being about their business, not taking anything off a guy liking sex uh you know they're not saying i'm sleeping around with every guy out there well uh they're saying i i'm laying it down when when it happens well, that, that, that's okay for an 18 19 21 year old but if you're raising a 12 year old that ain't what you want her doing and that, and that goes the no, same for if you but that that, that but that goes that goes that goes to your the parenting conversation yeah, yeah, right yeah. And like I, I i i do think that we as parents have to put it in context. We can't put that responsibility on entertainers, like Ferg said, to give the context of what they're doing. Now, if they, you know, and and you hear it, Megan and Cardi are two of the best at giving the context when they have uh, interviews and stuff like that, and they talk about what they mean by getting a bag. They talk Cardi in the song talks about I am married. I'm talking about doing this with my husband. Beyonce has a song where she's talking about driver put up the partition because it's about to go down back here like but she's talking about with her husband so like given the context of it is i think what needs to happen and and we i think we talked about that in a previous episode i think that they they do have that responsibility to give the context outside of the song but i mean it's hard to try to give a whole story arc inside of the song right you're i mean you, you got eight bars and a hook uh so hot girl someone was talking about what's the context of that it's yeah she's like i'm going out and i'm getting mine this summer i'm having fun mm-hmm. i'm not tied down to any dude and i don't think that's a problem i'm not slut shaming any girl out there that wants to go because like y'all said we've been we've been saying it's cool for guys to do it for the longest i'm cool if you 19 20 23 years old and you in college and you want to have three four dudes over the course of a summer man not my problem because my thing is when we were in college it was there was no second thought about it. I mean, we all knew the girls that we might have been smashing, and we knew that she was smashing another dude, or or, or, or maybe even two other dudes. Like it happens. Don't tell me you ain't never smashed a freak. They all love me too. <laughs> Come on, Fern. they all love Don't me, bro. <laughs> she was their only one. You just smashed I was the freak. Her, I was their only. So Don't even she try. Was I, was only, I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I get what so, you're saying. I just, I, I think it's just sometimes, just like with the problem with gangster rap, like some people don't understand the context and they're going out trying to relive this 
for the wrong reasons. They're trying to be that chick that only is interested in people for their money and all this stuff. I can't remember the lyrics. Basically, like, like I'm not cooking, I'm not cleaning, but like, basically, like, I'm not, I'm not good at any of that. Shit, but I'm, I'm catch me in the bed, like, nigga. That's all I bring to the table, and I don't. No, want, she said I still got this ring. Like, that's what she said. Like, She's like, I don't cook, I don't clean, but I still got a ring. Like, I don't want, I don't want women, or you know, I don't want a lot of young girls thinking that's all they. That's my fear is for them to think this is all they bring to the table because they a lot of times they don't have somebody who can break it down and get the context or they have a lot of good examples of what's going on. Like even with, you know, gangster rap and people, people say, what about that girl? What about that girl that that's just not good at cooking? She's not interested in it. She just doesn't cook. What about her and making her feel better about herself that you can still find a husband. Maybe, maybe you found a fur that likes to cook. So you don't have to be yeah, able to that's cook. that gender role thing. Like, you don't have to know how to cook. You know? Well, you no, I'm not know saying you have to know how to cook. What I'm saying is when it's telling you that none, nothing else matters as long... Did it say, hey, bring a great conversation? Be a, anything else? Like, I don't do anything, but I can still get a ring. Like, my thing is I want people to understand there's more to life than certain things. Just like when we... When a lot of people are trying to emulate gangster rappers, like they wanted to go out and do things because that's what they saw on TV. And it's like it became an issue when all these kids in the suburbs were trying to emulate this stuff. Like they out here doing this because they got to put food on the table. Like I just that's my biggest fear is just we the and maybe I'm old is the is the morals or the values start shifting to things that can eventually be. Um, cause problems down the line in the community. Like if there's, I don't know, you know, like I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just saying we're sounding a whole lot like those folks who were in Congress talking against uh, gangster rap. No, like that's no, exactly I'm, what they were saying. And but we turned out okay. Did you know, we, did we? Because you got to look. It wasn't the music. It wasn't yeah, the music I, that, I, that affected us one way or the other. But the thing about it, it's like that spawned every all that kept. It was snowballing. Like if if that would have stopped right then and there, would we be having this conversation today? You know, like it, yeah, it would turn out okay, but it's just for one, women keep doing it, sing your song, doing it, whatever you want to do. There's somebody who has a five year old daughter. I I want to make sure that she understands that there's more to her than just what she brings to the table. Yeah, and 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 there are other influences for that. There are other women that she can look to for that. And, but mm-hmm. there's a lane for Cardi B and Megan. And I said that. Yeah. I said that. Yeah. And that's the thing about yeah. it. Like, but are they looking and to... And even, even, even in their other songs. But, I mean, that's the uh, thing is they have other songs that talk about that other stuff. Are they looking... Like, we, 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 we get siloed into those, the songs that are real popular because that's just what well, I'm sorry, you know, I don't listen everybody's to Cardi listening out, to right now. That's what's popular. Right. But, I mean, they have other songs that talk about that, though. I'll take your word for that. I mean, I I don't know either. I'm just I'm a oh, yeah, so you know okay, and, 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 so. on the on the whole album that you know they got something they got to have some positive ones in there somewhere. So Cardi, Cardi B got a Brenda got a baby so so <laughs> no like I'm saying like hey do what you do I just I just want to make sure that there that there's enough other things to look at mm-hmm. you know we were talking about gangster rap but. We can listen to the radio, but when we turned on the TV outside of the videos, there wasn't a lot of stuff portraying that image for us. 
you know, we can listen to gangster rap on the way to the house and then we can walk in the house and say by the bells on. Like we don't have we didn't have all the I don't feel like we had the same amount of like constant influence of certain images. You know, you if you if you take it away from music, we didn't see or I didn't see that influence all the time. You know, it's Instagram, Facebook, you got, you know, uh, Real Housewives of this, you got reality shows. And so it's like, it could be overload. That, I think that's what it is. To me, it's it's could be overload where you're saying, well, if I turn on the TV, I can, I can get that same image. If I turn on the radio, I can get that same image. When I get on the internet, I can get that same in, image. So hopefully people are looking at stuff, other stuff that gives them a different side of the world but and, and to make and, and to make sure we're not piling on like you mentioned say by the bell what megan the stallion and and they, and a lot of other rappers they're pretty much saying the same message that say by the bells and a lot of other sitcoms are saying like say by the bell kelly kapowski was known for what her beauty zach morris was the good looking guy slater was the good looking guy yeah, they, they talked about getting the girls yeah, all the time. They use and their all looks. That. Like, that that's pretty much what they're saying. Use your looks. Fresh Prince and of Bel Air was trash. Hillary, Hillary, <laughs> Hillary Banks. You know what I'm saying? Use your looks to get what you want. So yes, it's a much more uh, explicit way of saying it, but they're not saying anything different than what Mar- Marilyn Monroe represented, and, and and all the sex symbols of the past have, have pretty much said that beauty matters. And, and there's a lane for that, that beauty matters and you can get pretty much what you want if you're attractive enough. And our athletes pretty much prove that point all the time with who they marry for the most part. Okay. Yep. All right. So I'm pretty sure, have you guys heard about the the shooting of the five-year-old boy, Cannon Hinnett? Is that how you pronounce his name? So... Yes, yes, and no. I haven't read the story fully, but I, based on the comments, I got the gist of it. So basically, a five-year-old uh, young boy was executed in front of his family by a twenty-five-year-old black male, and uh, the guy has been caught. He has been. Um, they've already given him a char- uh, put the charges on him. I think a first-degree murder. And trial should be soon. Like it's it all happened. And, and I don't think he got a bail. Oh yeah, without I, bail. I think he, he yeah. he's being held without bail. Held without bail. And so I bring that up because I've seen people talk about this, and they're mm. like, "Where is the outrage? Yeah, where is the outrage? Why aren't we mark marching? Why aren't why isn't there press com- coverage?" And well, I'm not, and it was like, I'm not trying to make it a race issue, but if it doesn't fit the political agenda, then people don't want to talk about it. What are your thoughts on when people make these type comments or try to compare them to a lot of the things that are going on today? So the post I've seen on it, they absolutely were trying to make it a racial thing. Like they were literally comparing it to the murder of George Floyd and calling him a lifetime felon and all that kind of stuff. But where's the outrage for this young man? So let me just state the obvious. First off, it is a terrible thing that happened. It's very sad. Uh, I'm glad they caught the guy and I'm glad he's being charged as he should. And I hope he's 
you know, sentenced to whatever the full extent of the law is in that jurisdiction. But our, out, man, I'm so tired of saying this. Our outrage is over the fact that George Zimmerman is allowed to sign bags of Skittles for money. Our outrage is that Tamir Rice's killer is free. Our outrage is Michael Brown, Michael Moore from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, the list goes on and on. They served no time. A lot of times they didn't even get charged. That is where the outrage comes from. The outrage isn't necessarily needed because justice so far is being served. And that is what black people are protesting and are so fiercely angry about is that far too many times, because a lot of times they love to try to bring up before this case, they love to try to bring up black on black crime. You guys don't say anything when there's black on black crime. Well, when there's black on black crime, they make sure they go and arrest Pookie. You know, they kick down Jamal's door and arrest him and he gets sentenced. He's locked up. You know what I'm saying? So our outrage is over the lack of punishment for the perpetrator of the crime. This guy that killed the uh, the little boy, he's going to be found guilty. And to me, the biggest surprise in this story is that they actually arrested him alive. Because if you had told me that a black man, what was he, five years old? Five-year-old mm-hmm. boy. Killed a five-year-old boy in front of his family, and he's still alive? Bro, That's I'm, I'm not even joking. This ain't no joke. I'm surprised as f- that he's alive. Mm-hmm. So, but, and I'm not, I'm not going to even say there's no outrage needed. I'm just telling people that's why there isn't that much outrage. Anybody who wants to be outraged by it, be outraged. I mean, it was a terrible, senseless crime, but justice is being served. And that's why you see so much outrage on our side when it happens to us, us because a lot of times outrage, I mean, a lot of times justice is not served. I don't want to make light of the situation. But one of my favorite movies, Paid in Full. Hey, yo, hey, niggas get shot every day, B. You be all right, nigga. <laughs> he ain't gonna be the favorite no more. <laughs> yeah, but that's, no, that's but, my but favorite scene, I, by the way. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's serious because, I, I mean, it, it's, it's funny because we know that joke. Like, we get that reference. Yeah. But Outside of the the joke part of it, it really is people die every day. People murder every day. And like you said, Byron, the outrage for us is that the the killers aren't charged. That's the outrage. That's what we're protesting. There's nothing to protest in this. Somebody was murdered. The perpetrator was um, caught and charged and being held without bond. What would we protest? Like, there, there's nothing there. We we could be outraged. We could be like, oh, my God, it shouldn't happen. We're saddened. I'm, I'm definitely saddened by it. But if if I look for every murder in the United States, then I, th- that depression we just talked about would be way too much to bear. You You can't. I don't know these people. I don't know that five year old. So I can be sad and I can empathize. But. I'm going to keep going about my day. And so, because I can't get wrapped up into that. And the only reason why it's an issue right now is because 84% of whites kill whites. All right. All murder, white on white crime. 
89%, 87% somewhere in there is black on black crime. The only problem is that it's that other 16%. That's a black person that killed a white person. It, it That's the issue. And so miss me again with the whole, where's the outrage? Because the thing about it is you're trying to make it a race. You're, you're using race to make it an issue because if it had been a white guy that killed that five-year-old, you wouldn't be saying where, why aren't you guys protesting? Why aren't you doing this? You wouldn't say anything about it. So the problem is you're trying to politicize that little boy's death. And so that makes me mad when you try to bring that up because we don't try to politicize any of these deaths. What we're trying to do is actually prevent them. We don't even protest every time a black person is murdered, even by police. If we, we look at it, I mean, Byron, you've said it a couple of times. You're like, eh, I'm going to reserve my, my outrage on this one because I mean, if it makes sense, we're not going to protest by it because we're like, okay, look, you were fighting the police officer. You ran, you shot at him a couple of times. They shot you. I don't know what to tell you, bro. You shouldn't have done that. Like, we're not going to protest because of that. Like, what we're trying to get the criminal justice system to understand, what we're trying to get police to understand is don't shoot first. <laughs> like, step back. Don't kill us for, you know, just just talking. E- even if we want to fight, I'm sorry. Like, you know, y- y'all, y'all arrest white guys all the time for after tussling with them and fighting with them. Why is it that you, as soon as you fight one of uh, a black person, automatically, oh, I had to shoot that person. That's the issue. That's yes. what we're protesting about. Man, I wish I, I wish I still had that video of this white kid. I think it was in Seattle. He was high on mushrooms. He walked in a police station and wrestled with three officers trying to take one of their guns. And all they did was tussle with him until they got him down and handcuffed him. Okay. They do it all the time for white suspects, okay? He went to the police station, man. He was asking for it and still didn't get killed. Yeah, and then you have a situation like Philando Castile where he's complying in the car, tell you he has a gun, hands around up where you can see him, and you still shoot him and not get charged. Like, how? How? That that's 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 the outrage. It's not because of the just a random murder. Oh, we about to get angry, Ferd? Nah, you guys <laughs> wrapped okay. it up really, really well. My question is, what do they want us to protest? What 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 would you what's gonna be on that sign? I can I, I can't breathe. They, they don't, don't want us don't. to protest. They don't. I mean, but but what what what's on a t shirt? What's on the sign? What what are all we, lives matter? They, they they just <laughs> want to take away from Black Lives Matter. They want to take away from the argument that we are just killed at a higher rate when we're unarmed and when justice is not served. They just want to take away from that argument. They don't care. They don't care about this five year old, to be honest. And let me start by saying that is it is sad to see and hear what happened to this family. You know, I get it. I get it. I have a five-year-old daughter. I have a son. You know, I just can imagine somebody that, I, I, from what I read, they they knew the guy. They had dinner. Like it just it just kind of happened. It's it's horrible. I get it. And there's no excuse. I hope he gets prosecuted to the full extent of the law. No questions asked. Whatever they give him, he deserves it a hundred percent. 
no questions asked. And that's that's my thing. We don't dispute that when bad shit happens to bad people that they should get, you know, like like you said, black on black crime. Well, because they're criminals, it's crime. Like they are criminals. Like, well, what about black on black? Well, criminals are going to be criminals. They're going to do criminal shit. This dude is criminal. He killed somebody. He's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. Bare minimum. I don't know what else they want. Like what? What sign? What what are we picketing? What police station are we going to? Tell me where you want us to meet and what you want us to say. Because I don't get it. Like you said. Yeah, that's my thing is, why don't you start a protest? And ask us to join your protest. Your their protest. Instead, instead of saying, instead of saying, what, where's the protest about this? Won't you start the protest and then see if we uh, we attach ourselves to it because we we identify with the protest. The protest if is if there's something wrong. The protest is going to be where's the protest? <laughs> like that. That's, that's what it comes down to. Is like they're mad because we're not mad enough. It's it it if and you said it like if this wasn't a black man that shot this kid. This wouldn't have any national news. Kids get killed every day. They're, you know, somebody gets shot every day. That's why we have all these crazy, you know, we, we, we have these gun laws that are people are trying to, because it's, it's running rampant. Mm-hmm. But every time somebody gets shot and we protest, we'll never get anything done. But if this would have been a, White kid that got shot by a white a white guy and he didn't get prosecuted or something like that. I get it, but I don't know, man. I just want to figure yeah, out what. And 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 if it had if that had happened, I would have joined that protest. I I would have been I would have been sharing it. Like, why isn't this guy charged or whatever, black or white? If that five year old kid had been shot and then they didn't charge the person, white or black. I would have been sharing that same post like, yo, we need we need what whatever the kid's name is. I can't even remember the, the kid's name. We need justice for him. Yeah. I, I would join that protest if that's what happened. The problem is there's nothing like you said, there's nothing to protest. The, the system worked as it should. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day. I don't let's, I, let's go protest gun laws. Let's pro, let's go protest the gun that shot the kid. I bet they won't do that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But what you haven't seen is they didn't they didn't slander the, the kid's name. They didn't slander the family. They're not saying maybe they got mixed up with some drug stuff. It because we, we, we don't know all the details. There's no excuse, but you know, it could have been a drug deal gone wrong. We don't know anything that's going on, mm-hmm. but there's no speculation. The kid could have been Chucky. There's no speculation. Oh, Lord. There's no speculation on miss, you know, on any negative thing on the victim side. There's nobody defending. This is the biggest difference. Nobody defending the shooter and nobody trying to make to blame the victim. Those are major differences. We're not defending the shooter. I can see like, well, you know what? He came from a bad neighborhood and he was going through some things. So he shot a five-year-old kid and that's what happened. And black people are up in arms raising money from him. He's not going to get a GoFundMe. None of that's going to happen. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a start a, uh, a fund that would be like, he feared for his life. <laughs> the kid was coming at him with a knife. Bruh, stop. Well, I, can't, thought, I can't. I can't. I can't. Stop, 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 nope. stop. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, brothers, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. We're, we're not going to make light of the kid's death. It's just, it just irritates me the fact that people try to change the narrative and the fact that they're even trying to change the narrative. Like, this doesn't make sense. No, so. and, and, and seriously, I'm not trying to make a, a light of the situation. What I'm trying to do is turn it around and, and sound like them. Yeah, because that's exactly that's, what they said. That's say. what it's yeah. about. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It, it, it's definitely not making light of it. It's think about. That's the stuff. Like when you're saying we're not defending the shooter, we're not defending the, uh, or and we're not uh, making the victim uh, look bad. Just turn it around and see what we go through. Here's an olive branch. You guys start a petition and a protest to lock up Tamir Rice's killer because I believe he was what eleven or twelve, and, mm-hmm. and we will start one uh, to join in outrage because there's really nothing else to do because the killer in this case has been arrested and has been charged. But you guys start a petition to arrest Tamir Rice's killer and we'll join you in whatever outrage you want us to partake in. There's your olive branch. Yeah. And lock up Breonna Taylor's killers. Moving on. Amen. Um, Amen. Fellas, let's go ahead and close it out, man. I don't think that question lasted too, too long. So That's that's probably a good thing because I got a few things. One, um, I want to just troll... My book club uh, compadre, Chaz Crawford. I just want to, he'll know because this is an inside joke. Killmonger was right. So that that gets him going, that that angers him. So that's our inside joke. But uh, on, a, on, a, uh, on a different note, man, we hit 10,000 listens last week and we posted about it. We're very proud of it. Man, we we can't thank you enough. I said this before. Everybody has a podcast these days. And the fact that you guys have chosen us to listen to, tune in and hear our opinions, that means a lot. It means a great deal. We take this very seriously. So just want to thank you guys for that. And speaking of podcasts, I want to give a shout out to the upcoming podcast of Beautiful Paradox. Three young ladies, Angelita Cosby, Maya Becton, and Jennifer Landrum. I hope I didn't mispronounce any of your names. But uh, we're looking forward to hearing what you all have to say. Uh, Three ladies, you actually, the listeners, if you've been rocking with us from day one, you probably heard Angelita ask a question on an earlier episode. Um, But we're looking forward to it, ladies. So we wish you great luck. And uh, we can't wait till you lunch. I believe they lunch September 13th. So be looking out for that beautiful paradox. And finally, Orazio mentioned how when he's talking about that case that Ferg brought up, that they won't they won't go out and protest gun laws. Shameless plug. I wrote an article on that about a year ago. Fake news syndicate dot com. The article is called Our Most Treasured, Our Most Cherished Treasure. Our most, I'm drunk. Our most, our most, our most cherished treasure. And I'm keeping all that in there. But it's talking about that. It's actually talking about that. And that, um, you know, you look at what happened in Sandy Hook. You would think Sandy Hook would have been enough to generate outrage to challenge gun laws. Nope, because this country loves guns more than almost anything else on earth, including kids. Okay. Because kids got (laughs) white kids. Like that was the one time I thought gun laws was going to get changed. I was like, Oh man, they kill white kids. It's on. Nope. Nope. So, uh, check that out. Fake news syndicate.com. Like I said, shameless plug, check that out. And thank you guys again for the feedback. 
on my latest article, uh, Get Back in the Closet. So that's all I got. Sorry about the uh, mispronunciation, but this is moonshine kicking in. So um, I'm I'm just going to talk about something that happened just today. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw Stone Mountain, uh, what was going on there. Uh, a bunch of, um, you know, Stone Mountain is really like a, a hotbed for uh, racists and the KKK and that type of thing. And uh, so they had a rally. And so they came out, they were armed and everything else. And Antifa showed up armed too. And they just had a big standoff. And I, I'm I'm not a big Antifa fan. I just throw it out there. But I and I don't know when becoming anti-fascist is became a, a bad thing. Um, I mean, we fought two wars over anti-fascism. But that aside, uh, they 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 showed up and they were armed too. And uh, it it went on. Um, so none of nobody shot, but they were like hitting each other with stuff. It was it was crazy. Like fights broke out all over the place. So what I will say though is challenge these white supremacists when they show up with these guns and things like that. We need to be there too with our gun owners. Like you're not going to intimidate us. So when we talk about protecting our black women and our our black people, we need to be able to say. We're going to show up too. Like, you don't think you're going to have this open carry thing and walk around with all these guns and feel like, you know, it's the sixties where y'all could walk around with guns, but we couldn't. Um, and so I just, I just want to shout out to those folks that showed up. Uh, the ones that actually showed restraint and, and didn't get into fights, but they showed up to show that we're not, we're not scared anymore. Man, there's a brother by the name of Nikki Daniels Jr. of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He does exactly what you just proposed. He shows yep. up <laughs> with that heat. So yep. I just want to give him a shout out. Well, I'm going to keep it light. Um, thank you to all the listeners. We made officially one year. So we're out of our rookie season. Hopefully gets, we keep improving and getting better. Hopefully we, get, we stay signed. And um, we really appreciate the listeners and the people who have reached out to us. Uh, to give us feedback to other our other podcast family, you know, uh, the Bruz Bookshelf, Fem the Warfowls, Yeah, I've been I've had a couple of drinks myself, but um, <laughs> but no, um, looking to see you guys make that year mark and stuff like that because I think all these podcasts started right before or so right after, so it's, we're all kind of around, coming around that year mark. But keep listening to them and keep supporting them as well. I know how I felt when we hit the 10,000 mark and how I feel when I see our numbers and people share our posts, go ahead and do the same for them. Go, go check out some other podcasts. And if there's any podcast that you recommend, please share it with us so we can get onto it. And if there's anything we can do to get better, let us know. Once again, this is three brothers. No sense. Anybody want to try it? <laughs> Rise is shaking his head. No, uh, no, but shout out to Truth Be Told Sports as well. That's my a podcast bad, you need to rock, rock with too. Uh, my bad, yes, Hulu. Yes. And they, then their their podcast and their page just keeps me rolling. So yeah, they yes. got some merch yeah. coming too, folks. So yeah. check that out. So, all right, well, three brothers, no sense. Year two, listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. See you guys next week. <laughs>